Section 4 of Letters to His Children by Theodore Roosevelt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Mark Hissong. Advice and News. Oyster Bay, May 7, 1901. Blessed Ted, it was the greatest fun seeing you, and I really had a satisfactory time with you, and came away feeling that you were doing well. I am entirely satisfied with your standing, both in your studies and in athletics. I want you to do well in your sports, and I want even more to have you do well with your books, but I do not expect you to stand first in either, if so to stand could cause you overwork and hurt your health. I always believe in going hard at everything, whether it is Latin or mathematics, boxing or football but at the same time I want to keep the sense of proportion. It is never worthwhile to absolutely exhaust oneself or to take big chances unless for an adequate object. I want you to keep in training the faculties which would make you, if the need arose, able to put your last ounce of pluck and strength into a contest, but I do not want you to squander these qualities. To have you play football as well as you do, and make a good name in boxing and wrestling, and be cocks of your second crew, and stand second or third in your class in the studies is all right. I should be rather sorry to see you drop too near the middle of your class, because, as you cannot enter college until you are nineteen, and will therefore be a year later in entering life, I want you to be prepared in the best possible way so as to make up for the delay. But I know that all you can do you will do to keep substantially the position in the class that you have so far kept, and I have entire trust in you, for you have always deserved it. The weather has been lovely here. The cherry trees are in full bloom, the peach trees just opening, while the apples will not be out for ten days. The mayflowers and bloodroot have gone, the anemones and bellwort have come, and the violets are coming. All the birds are here, pretty much, and the warblers troop through the woods. To my delight, yesterday Kermit, when I tried him on diamond, did excellently. He has evidently turned the corner in his riding, and was just as much at home as possible although he was on my saddle with his feet thrust in the leathers above the stirrup. Poor mother has had a hard time with Yaginka, for she rubbed her back, and as she sadly needs exercise, and I could not have a saddle put upon her, I took her out bareback yesterday. Her gaits are so easy that it is really more comfortable to ride her without a saddle than to ride Texas with one, and I gave her three miles sharp cantering and trotting. Dewey Jr. is a very cunning white guinea pig. I wish you could see Kermit taking out Dewey Sr. and Bob Evans to spend the day on the grass. Archie is the sweetest little fellow imaginable. He is always thinking of you. He has now struck up a great friendship with Nicholas, rather to Mame's, the nurse's, regret as Mame would like to keep him purely for Quentin. The last-named, small, boisterous person was in fearful disgrace this morning, having flung a block at his mother's head. 
It was done in sheer playfulness, but of course could not be passed over lightly, and after the enormity of the crime had been brought fully home to him, he fled with howls of anguish to me, and lay in an abandon of yellow-headed grief in my arms. Ethel is earning money for the purchase of the art magazine by industriously hoeing up the weeds in the walk. Alice is going to ride Yaganka bareback this afternoon, while I try to teach Ethel on diamond, after Kermit has had his ride. Yesterday at dinner we were talking of how badly poor Mrs. Blank looked, and Kermit suddenly observed in an aside to Ethel, entirely unconscious that we were listening, Oh, Ethel, I'll tell you what Mrs. Blank looks like. Like Davis Hen that died. You know, the one that couldn't hop up on de perch. Naturally, this is purely a private anecdote. Archie and Quentin, Oyster Bay, May 7, 1901 Blessed Ted, recently I've gone in to play with Archie and Quentin after they have gone to bed and they have grown to expect me, jumping up very soft and warm in their tommies, expecting me to roll them over on the bed and tickle and gravel in them. However, it has proved rather too exciting, and an edict has gone forth that hereafter I must play bear with them before supper and give up the play when they have gone to bed. Today was Archie's birthday, and Quentin resented Archie's having presents while he, Quentin had none. With the appalling frankness of three years old, he remarked with great sincerity that it made him miserable. And when taken to task for his lack of altruistic spirit, he expressed an obviously perfunctory repentance and said, Well, boys must lend boys things at any rate. End of section four.